welcome to the President's Career Podcast. The PCP is a resource for the Center of Professional Pathways here at WNJ. So if you have any additional questions, feel free to schedule a meeting on Handshake or stop by the office sometimes. Today I'll be talking with Mr. Gil Floyd and Dr. Arnold Tarpley about how their time at WNJ helped set them on the road to success. So to get started off, Dr. Tarpley, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Uh, my name is Arnold Tarpley, uh, graduated from WJ in 1989. Um, I currently am a practicing podiatry uh, in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Um, I played football at WJ uh, for three years. I was a member of uh, Alpha Tau Omega fraternity. Um, I was also uh, uh, participated in intramural athletics at WJ and uh, also was involved with uh, uh, the minority program there at WJ. And um, I'm now just, I've been 27 years practicing podiatry at Indiantown. Nice, thank you. And Mr. Floyd, can you talk a little bit about some of the things you did on campus during your time at WNJ? Hi, everyone. Uh, Gil Floyd, class of 1992. Um, while at WJ, I played uh, football. Um, also, um, helped out with minorities and, and was a part of the Black Student Union um, and also played intramural sports as well. Um, professionally, I'm with Pfizer. Um, I lead their uh, cardiovascular unit as the national sales lead. And I've been there uh, for 29 years. Interesting. So uh, during your time at WJ, it seems like you were both on the football team and very involved on campus. But were there any specific clubs or activities you did that you think really helped you as far as preparing for your time after graduation? I mean, I, I'll speak that, you know, being involved with fraternity was definitely beneficial. Um, I interacted with other professionals who were going to medical school, law school. Um, we had a network of people you know, people that you could bounce ideas off of when you're preparing for the MCATs and just classes that at WJ were very difficult. So, you know, those people are still friends of mine to this day. So those were people that, you know, I don't know if they can say they, they, they weren't mentors, but they were also uh, people going through the same thing that I was. And I thought it was very beneficial. Yeah, for my for myself, I would say, um, for me, it's just a whole experience of WJ. Um, the small school, the close knit uh, community, uh, the sense of family. So I think throughout my four years there at WJ, whether it was through football or in the classroom, um, professors, you know, take me to the side and teach me how to study and provide in study hall um, from the coaches, um, Hall of Fame coach John Lockhart, uh, Coach Duquette, um, you know, just caring about you and showing interest, but willing to coach you, right? Um, to help you be better, um, just not on the field, but also um, just as a, a human, as a man. And so there's a collection of, of people and experiences I had at WJ that I think helped me now uh, in my professional career and also in my personal life as well. So you've both been in industry for well over 20 years now and know the environment of your respective world, you know, the medical field and the corporate world. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about what the transition was like coming from WJ's black students, um, you know, going to a PWI to both going into professions where you're also a minority. Do you think WJ really prepared you for your new environment or did you have trouble when coming out of WJ? Um, so, you know, I come from a predominantly white school and then, uh, you know, went to WJ um, and it was sort of the same kind of atmosphere there. And, you know, whenever I went to podiatry school, it was, uh, still the same atmosphere and today practicing as a podiatrist i mean it's still that same atmosphere i don't know i think uh that 
I, I wouldn't say that WJ prepared me for that, but my home, my family, my friends, and the people I surrounded myself with uh, prepared me for life as it is now. And it's just the climate that we live in. And you, you just have to be able to function and navigate your way through um, different um, climates of you know whoever you're around, whether that be African Americans, whether it be Caucasians, whatever that that may be. Um, you have to be able to just navigate yourself. Yeah, and you know, I agree with Arnold. So Arnold and I grew up in the same area, right? Our families are very close. And so one thing I know that was a common bond for us and our parents told us to is always be the best that you can be, no matter what the situation was. And so as he said, our high school was predominantly um, white, you know, then we go to W&J and now we're, I mean, in the professional world, it's the same. But what I would pull from W&J is this, is that um, W&J helped me uh, grow my leadership, right? And I think by having the small classrooms and you having to stand up and be active and present uh, in the classroom uh, really helped me now in a professional setting. So I would say, and also allow me to be able to deal with any situation. And so as I entered the professional world, I say for the most part, most of the things I came across, I had already experienced, right? Or, or had some, um, some inkling of, of what was going to come. And so I think WJ helped prepare me that way. Nice, and uh, through those experiences, did you ever find somebody on campus that you looked up to as a mentor or someone who was really formative um, for your growth on campus? And if so, what did that experience like that? Um, did it help you after graduation at all? Or uh, how did that work for you? You know, it's interesting. Uh, Gil and I were talking. Uh, we just had the passing of uh, Dennis Troka. He was very beneficial. He, he, he was a guidance. He, he, you know, sat down and talked to you. And, um, you know, trying to help. He led me into the field of podiatry. Um, so, I mean, they have systems in place at WJ that help you from a, you know, uh, an academic perspective to kind of lead you and guide you. And it's such a small niche um, um, campus. It's just so beneficial. And I, I just, yeah, so people like that really helped in, in guiding you and helping you. And they knew people to help you get into uh, programs. Uh, myself, I, I was in the 3-4 accelerated program. So I went to WJ for three years only. And then I went to podiatry school for four years. but the, the, the professors there were very helpful and beneficial and helping me get into the class or classroom and getting accepted after three years. So that, that whole WJ experience, as Gil said earlier, it's just, it's, it's just a family. Yeah, for me, I, you know, I can signal uh, two people. One was uh, a chemistry professor, um, Professor Stasowitz. Um, it was great, right? And uh, he took time and interest in me. And then also how I joined Pfizer was through um, a fellow uh, teammate of mine who became an alumni, and that's Mike Onscheck. He had some relationships at Pfizer and introduced me to Pfizer. And so, again, that's just the community of WNJ working to support um, each other. And so uh, for that, I'm very grateful. And um, I think now that's what has me on this podcast, right? And still engaged with WNJ because there was people who paid it forward for me, and I want to do the same uh, today. Nice. Well, being on the other side of the table now as the one mentoring and paving the way for others, um, for current students of WNJ, what advice would you give to them? After having been through the program and working for years, what advice would you give to a younger version of yourself if you had to do it all over again? I mean, I think the first thing I would have said to the, to the graduate, pre-graduate of WNJ was meet more people, develop more relationships. Because, you know, now I can go back and look at our alumni and just see the people that are throughout the country and the world that are in leadership positions. And, you know, I probably would have made better relationships. I think I made great relationships within my fraternity, but I think I would have reached out and just 
been more vocal with just developing deep seated relationships because these people were leading some big fortune companies. I mean, all over the world. And um, I didn't develop those relationships as good as I probably could have. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I would develop. Yeah, just to expand on what Arnold said, I, I think when you think about W&J, um, although it's small in size, um, the reach and the impact is large. It's huge, right? And so it is about as you enter the professional world, it is about network, right? It is about network, network, network. And then as you build that network, it's about developing mentors, but then also more importantly, it's about developing sponsors, right? Because sponsors is what carry you through. And so I would say, um, as you graduate, uh, make sure you develop a strong network and then look to develop mentors and then see if you can get a sponsor. So you both have talked a lot about developing your network and finding mentors, but being an African-American and a minority on campus, can you talk a little bit about how that experience went for you specifically? Well, it was tough for me as an uh, African-American. I had no uh, African-American podiatry mentors uh, per se. I did meet a gentleman by the name of uh, Lawrence Harkless, who's a podiatrist out in San Antonio. And I remember doing an internship with him for a month in August while I was in podiatry school. And he has become my mentor, uh, but, but that was the first African-American podiatrist I'd ever met. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's unfortunate, but I would say try to find someone within your profession that you could mentor, whether that be African-American, whether that be uh, Caucasian, whatever that may be, but you, you got to find someone that you can latch on to. But for me, I didn't know anybody. I was just, you know, uh, my, my parents were not college educated. It's a little difficult. Um, it's a little different um, set of circumstances. So, you know, I didn't have that network of people that I, you know, professional people that I could look up to. So was, I was trying to navigate through this thing by myself. And he was the first person that I really latched onto that was African-American, that was a podiatrist. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I got fortunate whenever I joined Pfizer because uh, there was about 30 colleagues got hired at the same time. And then there, there was about um, eight of us were African-American. And so, and they all had experience. A lot of them were um, officers in the militaries who had just um, joined Pfizer as well. So they came with a, a good breadth of experience. Um, and they taught me a lot. I mean, they just took me underneath their wings, sort of taught me what was right from wrong. And then as my career expanded, um, I started picking up more mentors throughout um, the organization. Um, but also I think one thing that a critical piece of mentorship and understanding who you are, I, I tell people that, um, Everyone has to treat themselves as a company or as they are the CEO of their enterprise, right? And so as a CEO of my enterprise, I just don't need mentors. I need a board of directors, right? And that board of directors you think about has got to be people brighter than you, um, you know, ahead of you in a professional standpoint. But the most important thing is that they want to be candid with you and provide you honest and straight talk. And so for me, Arnold's on my board of directors because I know if I step out and I'm doing anything wrong, I know he's going to get me back in line. And, and I think, but it's also the counsel and guidance that give me as well to help me continue uh, on my career journey. So I tell people networking it is about um, the mentorship, but more importantly, make sure you have a board of directors as well. So while you're both wildly accomplished and successful now, I assume like most people, it wasn't always that way. Uh, so did you have any time at college where you know you hit a low? Um, college a lot of times can be a crucible for students where they're you know, struggling with their identity, um, who they are, who they want to be, or their uncertain future, any of those things. So can you talk a little bit about a time where, where you just alone in your academic career and uh, what you did to move forward from there? Yeah, uh, sophomore year, WJ, um, you know, playing football, traveling to Randolph-Macon, coming home and uh, tanking a physics exam. 
I, I was like, this, I can't do this. I can't. I didn't think I could do it. Um, it's just such a difficult uh, time. That was probably my love was that, that, at that point because the whole football team, we all failed the exam. It just was like, oh my goodness, you had to go and talk to the professor. I was like, is this medicine thing something for me? But, you, you know, that's part of the W&J experience. It's, it's tough. They don't, it's not a cakewalk. I mean, anyone that's been there, um, it's, a, it's a tough institution. So that, for me, that was it. But what did I do? I, I said, you know, I went and talked to my professor and he was like, you can pass the class. You just got to work harder. So it was always work harder, do more, be more. Um, and, and that's, for me, that's what kept me going. And that was, part, that was probably the low of my journey to become, you know, a, a doctor was right then and there. It was like, wow, this is, I'm playing football. I thought I was on top of the world and here I'm um, not doing very well in, in an exam. So you just got to push through it. Well, it's, I sort of laugh because Arnold found, you know, had his low a little bit later. I actually had my low my freshman year, um, you know, got the football camp, had a great football camp, um, you know, knew I was going to be playing. And then I had, uh, I was in uh, basic chem and, uh, you know, I, I took the first test. I didn't do well. I actually failed the first test. And uh, I remember uh, Professor Staswitz said, uh, Mr. Floyd, why don't you come to my office and bring your notebook? And he looked at my notebook and he said, well, your notes are too good for you to have the score that you had. And I had never failed a test in my life. I mean, I was a straight A student coming out of high school. And uh, he said, I want you to come every Wednesday. Sit an hour in the office. You need some quiet time and you're going to learn how to study. And uh, I sat there. I studied. We took the next test. And he said, congratulations. You got the highest grade in the class. And so from being on a low and being an up, he goes, you're okay. You're supposed to be here. And uh, that really helped me change my mindset and, and know that, yeah, I can, I can push through and, and make it here. And so I think that was the experience that really changed me in the classroom. Speaking of mindset, was there anything you told yourself often or, you know, just always had in the back of your mind that helped push you through adversity? You both just shared one of your lowest moments, but anytime you could have said, you know, failed a chem test, maybe medicine is it for me, or, you know, first week of class and test didn't go so well, um, college might not be for me. Uh, what really, you know, kept you guys going through those tough times and kept you on track so that you could get where you are today? Well, ferry wasn't an option. Um, I, from the time I was a, a little kid, I always wanted to be a doctor. And whenever I uh, came to WNJ, I met uh, someone that, whose father was a podiatrist, and that's how I got interested in podiatry. Uh, so that was, you know, the ultimate goal was to become a, a doctor. So when I was at WJ, I thought, wow, this is a lot harder than high school. And then I went to podiatry school and I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than WJ. So it was progression. And, but at the same time, the whole time I was through this journey was the ultimate prize, which was I wanted to be a doctor. So that that's what kept me going. And I knew one day I would succeed. And, you know, Thank God I have. Yeah, for me, I would just say, again, yeah, failure is not an option, but I, I, but I think it's about, um, I think through sports, you learn a lot, right? And, and you know you're going to have highs and lows. And, you know, it's not so much about how you respond when you're at your high, it's about how you respond when you're at your low. And that's when you, your true character comes out, right? And so I think for me, it's just about that determination, that will to succeed. Um, that allows you to pull yourself up and say, hey, what do I need to do to get back on track to, to have success? 
And I think that's what I carry through uh, my life as I'm in my professional career is about, yeah, I'm going to have some bumps in the road, but how do you pick yourself up? How do you focus? How do you make sure you have your confidence? And then you go, go push forward to have success. Nice. Well, to wrap up, is there any advice or anything you say to current students of WNJ um, to wrap up your experience as a whole? You know, I would tell any uh, person, especially African-Americans, that have an opportunity to attend WNJ to seriously consider it. Um, lifelong friendships. Uh, it's interesting. I'm, this weekend, uh, some, some of my uh, ATO brothers are having the uh, duck bowling like 15 minutes away from them. So I'm gonna do that tomorrow with them. I mean, you just meet lifelong friends and a lot of people that are from the Pittsburgh area, you just get such a great education and the network of people that you meet there. It's just, for such a small school, it's extraordinary. So that, that's what I would say, I'm seriously consider the school. Um, I, I just, I give everything to WJ. It's, you know, it's molded me to, to who and what I am. And I always wanted that small school experience and WJ definitely gives you that, the small classes um, and the ability to just meet um, people from all walks of life. For me, for the current students at WJ, um, what I would say is that um, you're in a challenging time as we go through the pandemic and the pandemic has changed a lot and it's really changing the experience that you may have. And I know I, I find this out in the corporate world. And so what I would say to you is one of the most powerful things at WNJ is the network. It's about the connection, right? The connection to each other. What I would say to you is as you go through school now and this virtual uh, world becomes, um, you know, top way of interaction, I would say, make sure that you're intentional about connection. Um, make sure that you take time and connect with each other, right? Because that is the true, value of WJ is that connection that you have with each other. So be intentional about that and make sure that you get the full experience of WJ by connecting, whether it's virtual or, or live. Interesting. Uh, I hear from alumni all the time that one of the best things about WJ, the network, but you're right with COVID, um, connecting has been difficult and changed quite a bit. So thank you. Uh, those are all the questions I had, but thank you both for your time and um, excellent responses. If you'd like to get in touch with either of them, feel free to reach out to Professional Pathways. Thanks for listening.